Hi, and welcome to week four of Rewind, the 90s week. It's not the 90s, it's just our fucking podcast. My name is Dan. Joining me is Penny. Hello. From also five minutes ago. And joining me is... And the previous five And Andy as well. Hello. See? See? Has anyone bored of the theme yet? Or our theme? Hmm. No, I love our theme. You know I do. That's why I sing it all the time. I, uh... This might get cut out, but I miss the Punktastic podcast theme. (laughs) (laughs) One day. Hmm. It's not as good as this one, Slow Gurner by Shower of Teeth. Strong recommend. That is an absolute... (laughs) I was going to say bop, but it's not a bop. (laughs) It's not a bop. (laughs) I mean, Andy, what if... What if... I mean, Penny will have a say in this. What if we come back on episode 101 and just go for it, you know? What do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? I would just delegate to Jen again. Every Imagine hearing that for the next 100 I think every time. I really think it would, it would kickstart a lot of depression. Yeah, I don't... I See, our, the original, our current one, is like, we're still pumped, we hear it, we're like, let's go. Yeah, I was going to say, if you change one, it for 101, I'm quitting. But then you were like, oh, we're going to change it to the 90s one. I was like, mm, I still don't, it's, it. it's still not as good. I, I mean, in fairness, you think about any... Oh, oh, God. You think about any sort of anime show, they change the fucking title every series. So maybe we should be every doing Every half series. No, we're not changing it. No, you can't change it. Okay, we won't. Well, that's really, why, that's really got to you, hasn't it? it has. Yeah. You were you were rubbing your arms like you were on some sort of come down for a second there. No, you like can't. it's made you so uncomfortable. It has made me uncomfortable. <laughs> Tweaking you out. You can't. It wouldn't be the same. If you change it, I would just I would just sing it. Well, we can't be having that, can we? Okay. Welcome to the last of the rewind. We will be back to normal schedule next week for 101. But we've got one more left. The final one. It's Some the say, final rewind. Fuck's sake, here we go. Some say the best one. I don't know who's in the <laughs> <laughs> Leave your best for last. No, it just went in number order. So we're going all the way, dramatically all the way to our 50s, to episode 54. And it's called Does the Real World Work Like a Sellotape Dispenser? It's not our best title. I feel like I remember editing that one and that was the best that we had. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the reference for that is. The others I could pick out, but I don't know what the reference is. So included in this is a rather increasingly frustrated me as Andy talked about a film starring Henry Rollins called <laughs> He Never Died. Uh. And as it goes on, you start to, I won't spoil it, but as it goes on and he continues to read, the frustration builds, and I won't say why, but... I get more and more joy out of it. You do. You were enjoying it the entire time while I was like, what the fuck is going on? Can you explain things a little bit? But no. Dan's descent into anger is is chef's kiss. Hmm. I only get like that sometimes. Well, apparently you get like that about Raichu, so who knows? 
Don't get me fucking started on Raichu. I already know it's where it's starting on Raichu. And animals with eyelashes. Card Guy, with eyelashes. Do you not it's just understand? eyelashes. He just doesn't do you, like eyelashes. Do you not understand? These are my, like, trigger fucking words. And once you fucking just say it, my brain just instantly clicks into, right, here we go. Let's fucking have another go at this fucking it doesn't really matter to the world argument, but who fuck cares? Dan's going to argue about it. I can relate to that. I have a similar feeling with David Jason. What's wrong with David Jason? He's a What's wrong treasure. with David Jason? I just think he's a bit of a twat. What? Yeah. We shouldn't have this conversation on air because I'll get us in trouble. Yeah, you're wrong. He is a national mm. treasure. You're... He's a bellend. <gasps> Andrew, he's not a bellend. What's he done? Only Fools and Horses. Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. Danger yeah. Mouse. Was he... Danger Mouse is Frost. not as good as the new series Whatever of Danger Mouse. Frost, huh. fine. Frost? Porridge. <laughs> Frost, great. Was, <laughs> open all hours? Was it porridge? It was open all hours. Yeah, he lent on Ronnie Barker for that. So, I mean, it's not like he's carried anything. He's just sucking the joy out of other people and getting the credit for it. He's I mean, a, have you better. noticed with every intro we've done of these for the last <laughs> four weeks triggered. that we've been here? Strike. The last 30 minutes that we've been here. We've knocked down Shudder. <laughs> we've knocked not knocking down, it down. We've Netflix. knocked down Netflix. We had a I little like bit of a go that. at Tesco a little bit, but no, no, we did say the prices are good with the club card, but it's genius marketing, but Netflix, we did have a go. And now Andy has decided, you know what? I'm going to go David Fucking Jason. David Jason. Fuck him. <laughs> I've been holding the David Jason in thing in for... for Clearly. A hundred, hundred plus episodes. <laughs> Clearly, it was a burning topic. To I think off. the problem is, and I don't know about you two, I came into this room dry, and now I'm getting more and more damp from sweat. So let's crack okay. the shit on, shall we? All right. I've only been here for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> four it's been four weeks. weeks, Dan. It's been four weeks. All right, fair enough. Sat yeah. in the same chair. Yeah. I'm still on this, the same coffee I started four weeks ago. That's because you drink it out of the the, the whole pot. Because you're the only person <laughs> apart from... What movie was that where they were drinking an entire pot of coffee? Out of the pot. It, uh, it was a filter jug, wasn't it? Yeah. I haven't done that for a while. That might have been Carousel, you know? I think it was. Young Catherine has changed jobs, so I don't have the opportunity to do that anymore. So He Never Died starts this uh, episode <laughs> off, which is a great fun intro. Uh, then we get... Hero Mode, which was one of my films from the series, the classic series, now retired, of uh, movies that involved games or game development or something referring to games. Not necessarily game franchise or based off franchise, but they involve actual gaming things. I'm just thinking, that series, you only had two. You had that and Gaber. Yeah, everyone has already commented on this before, Andy, so... Is there not more? <laughs> Do you want to be another Are one? You? Sure, a- I thought there was loads. I found two. I, I had a third one, but then I was like, this one's not as good as gamer in hero mode. So I kind of left it and I was like, eh, I might retire. The, there was a video game talk, but there, as in like game adaptions, but not ones that were based around video I games. honestly thought that you just started to run out because you've done so many. <laughs> Obviously not. Well, I don't. I, I don't want to encapsulate my entire life on video games, including my podcast life. So maybe I just want to, you know, leave that to, to another side. And then, you know, just talk about other films. I Talking of, like, uh, where's Henry? <laughs> where's Henry? Hmm. Um, He's in his bedroom, obviously. Uh, so yeah, I did take to the ceiling. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't want to see him. Um, He's got a weird hole where his mouth is. 
<laughs> That's where I feed him. Oh, oh good recovery. Yeah. <laughs> it gets his beans and in sausage and mash. Explains mm. the drip marks around his mouth. Doesn't it? Oh. Right. He loves his spaghetti hoops and beans. <laughs> that image is maybe very what? upset. I'm feeding a cardboard man <laughs> spaghetti hoops and beans. Yep. Do you heat them up? I heat them up and also do the airplane for him. <laughs> mm. It's like, here comes the witcher. <laughs> Throw him a coin. <laughs> Here comes Roach. <laughs> so yeah, so I talk about Hero Mode in this, uh, which is a film about a family that has a super nerdy kid in it, and he's going to save the family business by taking on the evil corporations that make all the money on the video games and his small family-owned studio uh, where he makes a game. Where, where there's a, is there a game? Is it just stealing? Is he lazy? Is he a w- love wizard in this as well at some a point? love wizard. Oh, yeah, the love mm. wizard. He's a love wizard. He, he, it's all sorts of stuff, you know. Uh, you're going to love Brainstorm when you hear it. <laughs> yeah. I remember it well. <laughs> Still stuck in my head. Um, so, yeah, Hero Mode is then. And then A Night of Horror, Nightmare Radio, which... Is Penny's obviously fucking Penny? <laughs> Penny's anthology uh, of horror based off a radio station or based in a radio station? I can't remember if that was the one with the racist story in it, or if that I was can't the remember. You did, one. you did a handful of them in back-to-back weeks, and I they all blend into one for me. I think me this might be the one with the the. Yeah, that one. <laughs> With the, the, that one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what the f- am I meant to end on that? Like, yeah, Thanks for that, listening, everyone. That See one. you next duh, time. Yeah, so there you go. So uh, episode f- uh, 54 uh, does the real world work like sellotape dispenser. That's from Hero Mode, by the way. That quote. Uh, you'll find out why now we'll see you next week obviously for regular episodes Uh, you'd think these would have got better over the last 30 minutes of us doing them but they didn't it's got warmer they've got worse in the last four weeks in the last four weeks I'm starving I haven't showered I just want to go home please where are you recording this from Dan? just the basement that we all live in the unusual (laughs) basement we call it sometimes this uh this one doesn't have Danny Trejo in, so no, I don't know what happens in no, it. No, no, I just did up the Danny Trejo anthology is the one with the racist story in it, which was quite oh, good. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're going into Danny this Trejo. one totally blind. It was the worst of the three anthologies I think I watched, so enjoy that, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a selling point. What a <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, see you next week. Love you, bye! Good evening, and welcome to episode 54 of the Unusual Suspects podcast. Joining me for heated debates and discussion tonight is uh, the voted most favourite host. He reckons you got the number wrong. Sorry? That's why he's wiggling his fingers. Did you get the number wrong? It's 54. How do you know? You've only come back once, have you? Oh no, it is 54 because we did two. Sorry, continue. <gasps> I never doubted you. I never doubted it. you. You fucked it. Look how mad he is. one hell of an intro, though. Joining us is the lover of cheese singles and Lunchables, and also can mistake his own fucking podcast number 
the Minister for Shambles, Andy <laughs> Joyce. A good evening. And also joining me, as I said, uh, is voted as most favourite host of this year, the nation's favourite, the Department of Shit Horror Films, Penny Bennett. Good evening. Pleasure to be here. Good evening, all. So, Avatar 5, are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I learned today? I didn't know it was this much, but they've commissioned five Avatar films. They commissioned them ages ago. Yeah, but I didn't know it was the extent of five until 2020 fucking eight. That's like MCU kind of shit. As Why? in four more yeah. or five more? No, four, four more. It's going to be like a, yeah. a series of five. I don't know what he's going to do because the first one was shit. a copy of Pocahontas. What's the next one going to be? Fucking Snow White. I don't know. I fell asleep twice to that film. I've never seen it. I've seen the start I've and I've seen, seen the it. end twice. I've seen the end and that's it. Oh, okay. I never wanted to watch it. Yeah. My family went to see it at the cinema and I was like, nope, enjoy. I have never seen it. I have no urge to see it. I remember a lot of customers telling me it was the greatest film ever made. And I was like, is it? Is it not just... It really? It's just a visual spectacle, isn't it? There's no story yeah. or plot. And they're like, no, it's amazing, mate. It's fucking fantastic. I'm like, fuck off. Yeah, but it's a movie for people that don't watch movies, isn't it? You know, like pop music, not all pop music. That's exactly what it is. It's shit popcorn. But like flick, yeah. music for people that Kasabian. don't... Yeah, The Killers. Because Andy loves The Killers. The Killers. <laughs> but that first album was really good. All right, anyway. anyway so, <laughs> maybe we'll watch Avatar one day and actually give no. that. Maybe a film out of the hat. <gasps> Maybe. No. I don't know. Yeah. I, and I don't want to be mean, but how old is James Cameron? He's in his 60s now, isn't he? Isn't he as old as the lady that threw a necklace into the sea? <laughs> Do you know he's Canadian? The Titanic films, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. The old lady that threw a shit in the sea. Rose, yeah. yeah. Titanic. But like the actual lady. She was old at the end because Kate Winslet was not old so maybe i feel like he's as old as her. i don't think she's alive penny that film was done in like 90 what four i don't know i'm gonna look her up now carry on he's 66 according to 66. imdb he's a leo <laughs> thanks imdb good to know thank you thanks for telling us I, I don't want to be mean, but, like, setting that kind of, like... I guess someone will take over. I bet it's J.J. fucking Abrams who will take over. Oh, if he, he takes does, over eventually. fucking everything these days, That's he? the thing. He will, won't he? That, that will be the first guy they go to. But, yeah. Old Lady Rose was named Gloria Stewart. She is, in fact, dead, I'm afraid. She died in 2010, but she was 100. Fucking smashed it. Wow. Nice one. It's like that iceberg didn't get you. I'll tell you who would do a good job of taking it over is Michael Bay. No, Andy. Blow up Pandora. No, 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 because that's Blow all it is. <laughs> that's all that film is. It's just fucking blue people blowing shit up. It's the same as if you change the colour palette on Bad Boys 2. That's all it is. Okay, yeah. well, thanks for that quick review of Avatar <laughs> series. A film I've never we'll be, seen. <laughs> a film we've all never seen. We'll be back next week to talk about another film we haven't seen and make our opinions on that, because that's the kind of bastards we are. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, Andy, what's been happening this week? Well, I have spent, and I can't remember if I said this last week or the week before, I have spent a huge amount of time watching Recess. You it was last week, been. I think. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've still been watching a lot of Recess. Good for you. I also watched another, I'm going to say, truly dreadful film from a beloved director who is now old and potentially can't do it anymore. I watched Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, oh, is that the last one? I can't remember the. That's the one with Shia LaBeouf and yeah, aliens and fucking giant ants and swimming through the trees with monkeys and fridges and yeah, (laughs) absolute bollocks. The film in the new one, aren't they? I've seen pictures of yeah, they are in a restaurant. Someone really Harrison has agreed. Harrison's yeah, he's in it. it. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it. There's been pictures of him. I don't know where they're filming it now, but on some Facebook group I'm on, people keep that live in it. They keep posting pictures of shit. Harrison, get another Blade Runner fucking film going, please. Not fucking another Indiana film. Come on, come on, mate. Come on. I, I mean, look, you, I, I do really like Indiana Jones, so I would like to see a good version. But I don't want Shy of the Beef in it. I want. <laughs> I want someone with uh, to the mirror less of a shitty attitude. Yeah. Like I'm, I would even say Chris Pratt, but even then, I'm not a huge fan of him. Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion would make a great. Oh, Nathan Fillion would be great. Yeah, that'd be good. If he can't be fucking Nate Drake, he can be <laughs> Deanna Jones. <laughs> Indiana Jones, the young version or something. Yeah, younger version. Penny's just looked at us like we're talking a different language. I fucking hate Nathan Fillion. What? Yep. Can't you take the piss? Him, you no, fucking walk him. out of here like you walked out of 52 right now, miss. Can't stand him. He needs to stop being on my telly. How often is he on your telly? Too much. He's never on mine. <laughs> I watched fucking Serenity the other day and I was surprised he was in it. It's the only thing I know he's in. He wasn't bad in Santa Clarita diet, but I still don't like him. My mum and dad watch The CSI, Rookie. Isn't he, yeah. I think he's oh, in the that. Rookie, yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like him. I know everyone. I'm not the favourite host uh, anymore. I know it's my most unpopular opinion. But you like Big Mouth, and he's like got a big part in Big Mouth because he's Missy's like fantasy. Yeah, and I hate it. He's so fucking smug. That's what he is. He's smug. He's so smug. Nathan Fillion is the smuggest of smuggers. I cannot believe you're calling him smug, but Timothy Oliver isn't smug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He drips <laughs> fucking smugness. Hell, yeah. Yeah, he does. But it's hot smugness. I don't know. I don't know how my algorithm works, guys. I just, I just here to report it. Your not algorithm. It. It's called your mind. It's called your. Yeah, opinions. I don't know how that works you... either. Okay, well, well good thing you're on a podcast true. where you can say what you like and to <laughs> everyone who's listening to you. I will ask my therapist why I cool. hate Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Nathan Fillion. So tell us why, Penny. Tell us why. Can you make sure you record it so we've got something to discuss yes. this week? Good content. She'll be yeah. like, who the fuck is Nathan Fillion? What are you talking about? Why are she you might, paying me money for this? <laughs> she might be like, yeah, no wonder you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> She'll make me go back in time to the first time I saw him on telly and we'll have to stem back through years and years of Nathan Fillion-based trauma. Is your therapist, right. is your like doctor, Doc Brown, no. <laughs> taking you back in time to work out where your first meeting You've fucking- got to know where all this shit comes from, Andy. It's your kids, Penny. <laughs> we gotta go. They back hate Nathan Fillion. They hate Nathan Fillion just like you did. We gotta go back to the future. Uh, so, following on from last week's Johnny Mnemonic and me getting a real nerd boner for Henry Rollins, I watched mm. another film that he's in that I've seen before a couple of times. But I thought I'd bring it for you today because I think mm. you're gonna have some issues with it. But I really like it. Okay. So he's in. 2015's He Never Died. Uh, I keep meaning to watch this. Oh, interesting. I'm going to ruin it for you. Yeah, it's fine. So he plays a character called Jack. 
and he is sort of a quiet, stoic dude who just sort of lives his life day to day doing the same shit. So when we first meet him, he's in this dingy beige apartment and you see like he's got two thick scars down his back and he doesn't really know what day it is. He doesn't know what's going on. He asks his neighbour what the time is. and he Is uh, this my life? He, well, it sounds like it. I live in a beige apartment and I just can't remember what fucking day it was today. That's true. That's true. Mm. So he goes to church and he follows that by meeting this intern, inverted commas guy, from a car park where he buys a suspicious looking white package. Why are you making that sound suspicious as you talk about said suspicious white package? Because maybe it wasn't a white package at all. It was a white package. What? So he goes. He goes home. There's a knock at the door. A young woman there, and she looks at him, walks away. So he just shuts the door and her, like he doesn't say anything. There's another. She knock knocked at the on door. the door. He opened the door. She, she looked away. at him, didn't say anything. He looked at her, didn't say anything. She was like, Hoo! walks off. So he slums the door. She was surprised. Never mind. Go. This is stupid. She was surprised. Yeah, she knocked on the door. <laughs> He answered it and she went, and walked off because she was Yeah, like she didn't expect to see someone at the door. There's then another knock at the door. He opens it and there's these two dudes in like black leather jackets. He then shuts the door on their faces and goes to sit on his bed and they kick the door down and say they're looking for Jeremy, who is the medic intern guy that we saw earlier. And he's like, yeah, I saw him. What what about it? So they try and beat him up. Uh, one of them swings a punch, okay. the other one shoots him, he puts his hand up to stop <laughs> it and the bullet just goes straight through his hand and then he gets pepper sprayed and he just beats the fuck out of these two dudes, chucks them back out of his like apartment and moves on. Hmm. Like where there's a wound in his hand, he's squeezing his hand and there's blood dripping out and there's like some wailing going on. From him like, or from his hand? From his hands, like some, Ooh. or like backgrounds, like demonic wailing sort of thing. Monstery okay. shit, you know? Right. This sounds like a penny film. Yeah, well, say. I did mean to watch it at some point. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> it's two for the price of one. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so Jack is a creature of habit. He goes to this diner where he is chatting to the waitress, or rather, he doesn't say anything. The waitress chats to him. And she's like, Jack, what happened to your hand and your eyes? Why are they so red? And he's like, oh, my landlady thought I was breaking into my own apartment. So she pepper sprayed me and then... I couldn't see and I fell on a glass. And she's like, okay, fine, whatever. Okay. Reasonable. Uh-huh. He asks for some oatmeal and a hot tea. Where is this going? Where is this? <laughs> that Andy, was sorry, important enough I... for me to put well, in. Hang on a minute, hang on. Is the oatmeal, is this leading to something important? Do you have to describe the oatmeal he's eating? I'm going to say yes, because I'm going to make it tie in, but also... Right, okay, fine, I'm I've going with I've got a note next to, next to it that says food watch. Ooh, I'm not right. in trouble today. It's right. Andy's turn. No, just go. just go. So he goes back to his apartment afterwards and his phone rings and it's his ex-girlfriend, Caitlin. And he's like, fuck you. I hate you. I don't like you. Don't ever call me again. And she's like, can you just go and get my daughter? Oh, by the way, she's also your daughter. And he's like, but an abortion only costs $300. Why didn't you get it done? You could afford it. And she's like, just go and get him. And he's like, fuck you. And hangs up. She didn't say All where right. from. Or anything like that. Okay. She gives them the details. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Okay. I've only got half an hour. Oh, now you're paraphrasing. <laughs> you're paraphrasing. <laughs> I'll paraphrase the important parts, but the... Uh, but the, the oatmeal is really important. <laughs> so we go to this bar where she is, and he says to the barman, have you seen a young lady with a lip ring? And the barman's like, what does she look like? And Henry's like, a young lady with a lip ring. Like very 
very dry delivery and i'm here for it you you say this film now i don't know if it's just the film itself but the way you deliver the dialogue makes it sound like the world's longest joke without a punchline at the end <laughs> like so he goes to a bar sees a lady with a lip ring he asks about the lip ring and it's like he keeps the man walks into a bar and asks about a lady with a lip ring and the barman says why the long face, face. yeah that's what i'm expecting <laughs> So he, the barman tells her where he is. He tracks her down, and she's like, "Oh yeah, you're my dad. Um, I'm alive." And he's like, "Okay, see you later." And, and, and starts to walk off. And she's like, "Yeah, you want to get some food or whatever?" So they go back to the diner because he loves the diner. Get more oatmeal. Yeah, right. and Cara, who is the waitress, is like, "Ah, Jack, who's this? I didn't realize you had a daughter. What's going on?" And he's like, "I'll have, I'll have the aubergine parmesan, please." <laughs> Andy, is this a fucking film? Or is this just some fucking string together scene that goes backwards and forwards between a diner and a bar? What what is this? What is this? Come on. We're building. We're building. You've got to put the layers of bread down first to build the sandwich, and that's what yeah, we're doing. I know what the audience is thinking now. They're thinking, where's Andy going with this this whole time? Like, where are we going? Where, what journey are we being taken I'm on? I'm excited. Here? I am a bit. My bullshit. A bit. We're still early doors, don't worry. Right. We've just okay. got the bread and maybe the butter down. We're going to get to the Sorry, meat of I'm it bit, soon. I know you're hungry, but calm I'm impatient. Stop. I apologise. Yeah, I am a bit stubborn. Yeah. Andrew's asking me a load of questions and he's like, yeah, we just met an hour ago. Knock it down a peg. You're a little too intense. And frankly, I think we can all relate to that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Definitely. He also says he's a vegetarian or specifically he doesn't eat if it has had blood in it. I believe Henry Ryans is a vegetarian in real life. He is, yes. So the next day, he goes back to the diner. <laughs> Dan's gonna fucking kill you. I don't know where this is going, but go on. So the next day he goes back to the diner and he sees this like dude in a hat behind him. He's like all twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> so Rollins is all twitchy and he's like just wants his hot tea and he's like sort of fidgeting around and he can just see this guy like out the corner of his eye. It's just a dude with a hat on. And he's like, leave again. <laughs> he's like, oh, fuck this and just gets up and leaves. <laughs> So he's just he gone into like the diner. diner. <laughs> he's gone into the diner to immediately leave afterwards. Dan's going to leave again. God, I missed this. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> he goes back to his apartment and Andrew's on the phone to her mum. So Jack takes the phone off her and just hangs up while she's in conversation. <laughs> what? What the fuck? What is this? Seriously, what is this? Is this like everyone doesn't know how to... Everyone doesn't like each other or everyone... No, he's just not, to- he's not a people person. That's it. <laughs> no shit. That's it. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, fine. All right. Uh, he then leaves the apartment again after just getting back in to <laughs> go and see Jeremy, who is the intern. Yeah. Okay. And he's been kidnapped by the two dudes who broke into his apartment earlier on. He sees them chuck Jeremy in the back of a car. So Jack steals a post van. He just grabs the guy out. It's like a UPS van with one of the doors open. He grabs the guy, pulls right. him out, gets in, follows them. And they've got Jeremy tied to a chair and they're beating him up and stuff and they smash his legs in. So Jack proceeds to just kick the shit out of him. And Jeremy's in a bad way. He's on the chair, like coughing up blood and pleading to go to a hospital. And all Jack can think of is where his car keys are so he can get his medicine out from the boot. (laughs) So he's like going through Evan's pockets and going, are these your keys? Are these your keys? Answer the question, are these your keys? So he gets the keys... And Jeremy's like, take me to a hospital. But instead he just takes him to a, an ambulance, dumps him in the back of an ambulance, then drives off with his package. Okay. Is this a bit like um, falling down or something? 
No, it's nothing like falling down. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for answering. Thanks for clearing that up. So, this all happened early in the morning. He goes back home to the apartment, gets into bed, and Andrew is like, what's going on? You just left. And he's like, hey, what time is it? And she's like, almost six. And he's like, cool, bingo. So then they go and play bingo at a church. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. What, no. All of these what, things, all of these things this? lead into something else. It's all important. Oh, we, I cannot it's all wait about, for the punchline. <laughs> it's all. It's not a punchline. It's not a punchline. It's all about <sighs> oatmeal and bingo. Progression of mental state. Yeah, my progression of mental state is slowly losing itself. But go on. So he <laughs> likes to play bingo because those people don't distract him and it keeps him. It's true. You've got to be really fucking quiet at bingo or the old lady's getting mad at you. Yeah. But that happened last week, Ben. No, but you've never been to never been to Mecca Bingo? They take that shit seriously. you got to be good. I'm not old enough. That's true. You did just turn 12. Andrea asks why he only plays with two cards. And he says he doesn't like to do more than two cards at a time. Yeah, why? Right. He, can't, he, can't he can't keep his yeah, eyes on more than two. how many is he supposed to have? Some of the old biddies are doing ten. It's mental. Yeah, but... <laughs> So you know. they, go, they go back to the diner, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And yeah, whilst they're yeah, there, some dude drugs Jack's water. And whilst Andrea and Kara are talking about playing bingo, Jack just drinks it and then ends up getting drugged. The weird dude in the hat is also there. And he's like, yeah, don't talk to him. Oh, I missed him. Just <laughs> leave him alone. Him so much. Ignore him. He, he's not important. Just leave him. He's not walking out, is he? No. <laughs> Okay. So after a glug in the water, Jack starts to get wobbly, but they make it back to the apartment and he sees the dudes he drugged him out of the window. So he then leaves the apartment again. <laughs> you fucking Are you just trolling me or what? what is <laughs> he this? leaves the apartment and he goes he goes to like accost them and talk to them. However, he collapses and they're like, Wow, I can't believe it took him that long. This dude must be on like bath salts or something. Uh, they then tie him in chains and try and chuck him in a river. But just as they're about to push him over the edge, he kind of wakes up, grabs one of them called Larry, and drags him in with him. Bye, Larry. Right. Okay. He then somehow survives <laughs> the drowning, <laughs> walks out of the river, grabs one of the oh, other dudes who pushed him in, and just rips his throat out. Hmm. And then starts eating it. Eating it? Oh. Yeah. Oh. How... Wait, how long into the film does that happen? <laughs> it's an hour and a half long. I think yeah. this happens about 40 minutes in. Oof, okay. A lot of oatmeal and bingo I mean, it is a lot, like, but still, okay. F- all right. Are we starting to feel people. more invested now? Yeah, because what the fuck was that for the last couple of minutes? I was just sat there going, where is he this going? He can't eat meat or anything with blood because it reminds him of eating people. That's why he eats oatmeal and. Yeah, ma- imagine your two favorite parmesan. foods being people and oatmeal. Yeah, I, I get it. That's why he doesn't like, drink because it. The fact it, that you kept going, like he went to the apartment, he leaves. <laughs> like, <laughs> but again, just, this is all po- important to later on. Uh, oh right, fine, okay, go Suspend on. Suspend a disbelief, Dan. Go, on. go with yeah, that. stop being a prick about it, Jesus. <laughs> so he then goes back to the apartment, <laughs> <laughs> and Andrea is like, "Where did you go? Why are you so wet? Why did you leave in the first Ooh. place?" And Jack is like, this is, it's like 20 fucking questions. So he kicks her out, just immediately <laughs> kicks her out. It's like, you've got 60 seconds to go and pushes her out the door. I've only just found out you weren't aborted. Stop asking me so many questions. He says that to her. 
I wish you were aborted again. And she's like, fuck you. And then runs off. I mean, fair enough. After he kicks her out, he does like this weird, like guttural growl. Like his jaw opens and he's like very... Like he's going to eat her. Yeah, animalistic about it. Guess where he goes next? To the diner, to to the diner. He goes to the diner. He goes to the diner. So he goes back to the diner and he's just sitting there quietly thinking to himself. And then Kara comes up and he's like, hey. And he's like, no. And just gets up and walks out. Oh my god, this is so dumb. So let me let me just because because everyone's brain's going to be fucking fried listening to this, right? So let me just get this right. There are scenes where he walks in somewhere for like a, what a couple of seconds and then leaves, literally just in a few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. I got a picture of what this is like then. Okay. Brilliant. What yeah. a film. So just assume he's either in his apartment or he's in. The diner, for the time being. The diner, right. Because that's pretty much where he spends most of the film. Right. (laughs) Okay. This better have a fucking good ending or something. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So he's starting to go downhill. He uh, also attacks his neighbour. And he's, as I say, you can see that he's not quite himself. He's drinking booze. He's playing bingo with more than two cards. He's got about 20 on the go. Yeah. shit. And he kicks the shit out of a jukebox for no reason. He's deliberately trying to get himself in trouble and beating up and stuff. So he's like on the verge of like big fucking breakdown. And every so often the man in the hat will just appear as well. Like standing over him or standing near him or in the background or or whatever. Oh, he's also throwing up blood. I don't know if that helps. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) thanks. Maybe helps. Yeah, thanks. I'll write that out. Good. So he then goes back to the apartment. Of course he does. (laughs) What a twist. I didn't expect that. (laughs) He goes back to the apartment. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, if he doesn't go back to the apartment or the dining place, then that's the twist. That's the big twist. I I fucking bet you that's the twist in this. He doesn't go to one of those places. He goes somewhere else. We'll wait and see. Fucking I know. So he goes back home and he's pulling bullets out of his shoulder where he's got in scraps and stuff. He's doing replies and stuff. And whilst he's doing that, he's listening to his voicemail. And it's some dude saying along the lines of, Andrea's been kidnapped, we've killed her mum, come to this dockyard at midnight. Oh no. Don't tell the police, blah, 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 blah. He goes back to the diner. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I didn't see that one coming, but all right, yeah. What happens now? Kara asks why he's being like a bit of a fucking weirdo. And he just sort of ignores her and shrugs it off. And then her boss is like, Kara, phone for you. It's your boy if he's turned up outside or whatever. So she goes outside and they start arguing about it. They're going to start swinging at each other. And Jack is like, well, it's fine. I've got it. Don't call the police. I'm on it. So he goes out and he essentially just stands in the way of this dude's fist mm-hmm. and just takes a beating okay. for her. So they start walking her home. Or what I should say is he fucks off and she's going the same direction and he realises halfway home that she's behind him and goes, oh, okay, fine, I guess I'll walk with you. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see Dad's face dropping. <laughs> just keep so, going. You, you keep going. He asks her for the time and it's 48 minutes past midnight and he has missed his appointment at the docks. And she asks him if it's something important. He's like, well, I've missed it now, so it doesn't matter. So potentially his daughter is now dead. Kara asks what he does for a living and he starts lifting, <laughs> listing off some jobs. I've written down maybe half of them. Okay. I'll go through them quickly, shall I? Sure. Mm-hmm. He worked in the military as a bodyguard, as a wreck diver, as a miner for gold, silver and coal, a stuntman, nurse, cook, teacher, gambler, horse breeder, potter, tinsmith and a blacksmith, retail mechanic, but never a waiter. 
It's rude saying that to the waitress. She said, you'd be terrible at it. And he's like, yeah. She tries to give him a hug and he looks about as uncomfortable as I do when someone else tries to give me a hug. Can confirm. Can mm. confirm. So he then goes back to his apartment and he takes out his medicine from the freezer. Is it like blade serum? It's a blood bag. Right. <laughs> what What was the shifty eyes there for? No, I'm just, I'm just trying to decode. Just keep going. I'm just trying so he to pulls decode. out a blood bag, right? And it splits and it goes all over the floor. And he immediately drops his hands and knees and starts licking it off the floor. And then he's like, oh, fuck this. So he starts sponging it up and squeezing it into a glass. And he's, uh, yeah, knocking back. I've got back. more of a problem with the, day, with the sponge than him Serve looking off the floor. Servite. <laughs> Jack then goes to this club that we haven't seen before. Oh, my God. What a twist. To meet the owner, whose name is Alex, played by Stephen Ogg. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oggy, oggy, GTA Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. And that Walking mental dead. dude in The Walking Dead. So he asks about Andrea, and Alex is like this, I guess, low-level mafia kingpin. And he's like, no, no, don't know who she is. Didn't even know you were still around. By the way, my dad's dead. And he's like, oh, I'd heard, yeah. How did he die? Was it his pacemaker? And he's like, mm, don't know. Might have been the pacemaker that killed him just before the car ran over him. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack can hear whimpering th- through like this wall that sounds like a young lady in pain. And instead of knocking through the wall to go and see what it is, he leaves. <laughs> and goes to the diner. And goes to bingo. Oh, I was close. You were close. I mean, no one said he has to get involved in this shit. Why can't he just go to bingo? Exactly. It's not his business. Exactly. So after he's played his game of bingo, I don't believe he's won. He goes to the diner and the dickhead he beat up earlier, he threw him in the river, is waiting there with a bunch of other sort of mercenaries. So Jack lets himself into a booth and Kara pours him some coffee and gently whispers, help, help, <laughs> because obviously something's going down. He's like, yeah, whatever, I'm just going to go for a wee. So he goes to the toilet and is followed <laughs> by... Hear Henry Wallin say, I'm just going to go for a wee. <laughs> I'm just going to go for a whittle. <laughs> he's followed by this big dude who... He's also going for a ...is wee. wielding a knife. So you see them both go in, you see the knife, and then you see outside of the toilet, Rollins just walks through... And she's like, what? And he's got a knife sticking out of his back, like in his kidneys. Yep. And she's like, "What? what's what's going on? And he's like, can I get a lift? Can you give me a ride? And she's like, what now? He's like, yeah. She's like, okay, fine. He's some sort of angel. Go and he's sit with your... He's invincible, isn't he? Blood demon. Go and, shut up. Go and sit with your colleagues. <laughs> a vampire. And the second, the second she moves away from him, he gets shot in the head as he's sitting down. And then he stands up. Yep. Yep. With a bullet sticking out of his head and essentially just decimates fucking everyone in the place. And you see all the wait staff leaving and crying and stuff. And Kara is obviously like upset about it. And Jack <laughs> drags one of the guys out and is like, can I put him in your car? And she's like, no, obviously not. You can't put a dead person in my car. He's like, it's not dead. I just want to talk to him. She's like, no, you can't. He's like, I'll give you a million dollars cash. All right. Then. She's like, okay. But does she believe him that he's got it? Well... She does, because she helps him. He does have all those jobs, so yeah, it's fair that he could have all that money. This is where we get a reveal that I think Dan is going to get annoyed at. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack takes him into the apartment, and Kara is sort of snooping around. He's got this big trunk that's got loads of money in it and stuff. And she finds like an old handwritten book that's like centuries old. And inside is a picture from 1914 and it's Henry with Wallace. him in it. Yeah. And she's like, oh... 
it must be your granddad. He's like, no, that was me. She was like, what? Vampire. That was like hundreds of years ago. She then picks up a bottle of wine and he's like, yeah, wine is supposed to mature with age, but this is 450 years old. So I think it's probably bitter. So she asks who he is or how old he is. And he says, uh, I don't know how old, but I was in the Bible. <laughs> and it turns out that he is Cain oh. from the Bible. That's disappointing. What do you mean that's disappointing? <laughs> what were you expecting? Is that a, a vampire? You wanted him to be an actual vampire? I don't know. Something like that. I'm not really into the Bible, so it's disappointing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like the first series. Cain was the firstborn of Adam and Eve and yeah. was forced to walk for eternity, I think. Is that because he killed Abel? Yes. Hence why he likes walking around to different places yeah, like yeah. bingo or whatever. So clever. So clever. Thank so you. what you're telling me is you watch the film where for the majority of it, some guy was walking to and from doing bingo, some subtle suggestions that he's not actually human or something, and to find out, oh, I'm from the Bible at the end, and Wait, that's we're not a good end. film. Why does he need blood? So he goes and interrogates the dude that he dragged in, and as he's doing so, the guy's phone keeps ringing, and he keeps picking up and going, yeah, where's Andrea? And he's like, oh, don't fucking know. Blah, blah. So he just keeps hanging up on him. The dude's getting incensed with rage about it. He eventually says that he'll let the guy in his bathroom go because he probably won't kill him. But is he going to be upset if he kills the guy who's come to kill him? And he says no. So he kills the guy who's just come into his apartment. And then he cuts off his finger because, you know, he gets a little bit snacky. Sure. And they go to find Andrea. Wait, so he's zombie cane? Yeah, apparently. Yep. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. That's it. So here's the interesting twist for you, Penno. Kara mm. asks if he is a vampire and he's like well, I don't want to talk about it she's like but what about the teeth and he's like no, why would I need teeth so he kind of confirms that he is a vampire yeah. whilst also being Cain from the bible this is the laziest writing that doesn't make any sense mind. but um, yeah. yep fine Jesus Christ she asks him what the civil war was like and he like does a big sigh and says I don't know I was in China <laughs> I've always wanted that though. Who the fuck wrote this? Seriously, come on. I've always wanted like a decent vampire or a TV show. They never do, even like in True Blood and stuff, and they know like vampires are a thing. I've always wanted someone to just be like, yeah, cool. What was this like? And what was it like? And actually have a thing where vampires were like, yeah, I went into this and the History Channel, but with vampires. Is this a comedy, Andy? Yeah, it's a a comedy horror. Okay. Oh, okay. It's trying to be funny with its. I don't know. Oh. It, is, it is quite funny. Shrug I did, its shoulders. I don't know. I did some genuine lols. That's quite good. Anyway, so he goes back yeah. to the club that Alex owns and he just essentially kills everyone there. He finds Derek, who was on the phone, and he punched him so hard that his tooth got stuck in his hand, so he then eats it in front of him. Nice. And then he barges into Alex's office, smashes him up, and then rescues Andrea, puts her in Kara's car. Took him long enough. She's been beaten to shit, Andrea. She's in a real bad way. But Jack then goes back to Alex to work out why he's doing this and it's because Jack killed his dad and Alex is bitter about it so they were going to like kidnap and beat her up and murder her and then send him the tapes and stuff just to upset he him he didn't even know she existed till like five minutes ago so I don't think he's up well they up. thought it was just some hooker until he found out that it was actually his daughter oh. so he Jack's like I'm gonna, I'm just going to kill you I'm going to rip you apart and eat you and he's like crushing his head into the bar and then the man with the hat turns up. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, that guy. The lady. And Jack <laughs> fully turns on him 
and like gets in his face and he's like I've fucking murdered thousands of people for the fun of it I killed nine year olds for for a laugh <laughs> why do you, didn't you care about them why do you just care about this one this is bullshit I just want to fucking die what is this bollocks fuck god she's talking shit etc yeah. just as he's about to fully explode at him Kara turns up and he's like Jack we need to help you daughter. she's the most important thing ignore this shit and he's like okay fine so he just leaves Alex <laughs> and the man in the hat. Alex can't see who he's talking to. And he's like, who the fuck? What are we doing? And Jack is like, well, one day you'll see who I'm talking to. And then the man in the hat turns to Alex and just says, hello. <laughs> so I think it's implied that he is the devil. And that is the end of the film. What? Yeah. That was dumb. Yeah. And I watch dumb movies for fun. I think this film is much better than I've made it. I think you would enjoy it legitimately. Well, now you've said it was funny, I feel like maybe... It's, it's dry. Was, was it funny? It's was dr- it funny? very dry, and a lot of it is Rollins' delivery. Like, he's very yeah, stoic. It's kind of like a theological taken, I would say. I don't know. When you're describing how they're saying it, if you're saying it literally the way you're saying it, like, all right. Like, shrug shoulders kind of thing. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you're just doing that on purpose or that's actually the film. That's the film dialogue. I want to say it's a bit of both in this case. Normally, it's just <laughs> me, like, paraphrasing and cutting shit down. Yeah, that's what but, I mean. But, like, the <laughs> Rollins aspects where he's just like, yep, sure, okay. That is, that yeah, is like that him. Yeah, that makes sense. So he doesn't really... He's not really bothered. He just sort of just goes along with... He's lived for thousands of years. He doesn't care. I guess so. He's over it. Yeah. He doesn't care. He's been married many times. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He's fucking minted. He's lived hundreds of lives and he is pretty detached from everything. Plus, he's maybe a vampire. A vampire. Okay. It sounds more interesting than I think it is, but at the same time, (laughs) I don't think I could watch a film like that just without being bored. So I think you'd enjoy it. I don't know. I think you'd enjoy it. Oh. I think Penn's going to have to watch it and be the, the jury on this one, I think. Okay. <laughs> Sucks to be Fair enough. Yeah, sure does. Is that my toolbox? Yeah. Can I use your tool? Could you just not look at me? It's just that, you know, the, the blood and, and, and the holes in your head. Oh, God. Just don't look at me. Okay. All right. Well, think about being sucks to be me. Thank you, Andy, for your uh, minister of shambles. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. So I. Uh, uh, he did not have a fun uh, week, did you? <laughs> Dan's about to make that's, himself angry. That's the sound of noise I've been making for the last forty-eight hours. Because that's how long it took me to watch this film. So, guys, returning segment that we all know and love since it's been away. Dan watches or tries to find the greatest video game kind of film that's based or loosely based off video games. This week, I watched a 2021 film that came out, and some will will question this is sausage talk, but it came out Mm -hmm. last week. Okay. (laughs) The film is called Hero Mode, and uh, it's a film... About a family of coders. Where could this go wrong? <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that like yeah, a family Im- business people are getting into now? Coding? I I immediately saw that premise and went, how can you make an entertaining film about coding? Sounds like I didn't. know it's been done kind of in Hackers and 
Johnny Mnemonic a little bit and I guess other kind of similar things. But this is a kid's kind of centered film. It's like a family comedy, you know? It's kind of a PG-13 mm. family comedy kind of thing. So it's not as extreme as Hackers or Johnny Mnemonic <laughs> would be. And it's up to date. We can't give the whole criticism of, oh, it hasn't aged well or anything. This came out last week. So this is a brand new 2021 film. And I don't know where to start with this. Now, I'm going to preference with this. I'm afraid of talking about this film because I'm going to come off as a fucking asshole. And I know I am. I know normally I do, and these guys would agree. I mean, not really. I would agree. Okay, well, that's that's enough. But just because our dad knows about video games and how they're made and stuff, I don't make video games, but I do know a little bit about them. But it does make me feel like the people who made this film read it up on Wikipedia how to make video games one day and went, yeah, we can make a film of that. You mean <laughs> the filthy casuals like me? I think that's what you're getting at, yeah. No, <laughs> it, it's it's a weird dimension. It's it's like they're filthy casuals, but they're filthy casuals who who have made a game, you know? Like, right. the background on this is this film is written by the lead star in this, who is uh, Chris Carpenter right who plays troy he's uh, about like a 15 year old boy or something 16 or 15 year old boy and his family Wait, he wrote it yeah him and his family wrote this story his whole okay. entire family wrote this story so end of the movie it says written directed by carpenter carpenter like so it's a yeah. whole entire family i tried to look up are they like a game business and they try to like make a film based off their experiences or something like that i couldn't find anything related to them having video games or any sort of like coding experience or something chris is a from what i can read is a online personality star who has a production company that makes films like he's really young for having like production companies so he must be some fucking talented or something but always just fucking minted that yeah. also came into question if his whole family just minted and then he got the whole company to himself. So I tried to look up their background, see if this was based off a true story or something like that. I couldn't find a single fucking thing about it. And then what I started finding was that this has an 87% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. 87. That's good, right? That's real good. The IMDb is 3.7. <laughs> Different... Uh people on those sites yeah pretty much critics didn't like it and then when i delved into it even more i found that they're using fake reviews and family members from chris's side were leaving 10 out of 10 reviews on both rotten tomatoes and imdb oh that's just sad okay i mean yeah that's super shady yeah so i'm gonna preference that before i go into it and rip this film a new one because You know you're worried about being an asshole. Yes. I just want to say, Chris Carpenter, if you're listening, boo, boo on you for fake reviews. So don't worry about being an asshole. Sounds like a prick. Good one, Penny. That really hit him hard. He sat Good. there right now crying. They've changed the name. They have. It's a Mayfield's game. Like no. people are going, Heroes Mode. Oh, that's shit. Well, well, we better change the name and think of something else. Like this already has got my back up. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy with the shadiness. We haven't even started talking it- about a movie. It was called Mayfield's Game, and then it supposedly got changed a week before release to Hero Mode, even to the point where when the credits happen, 
where the hero mode title comes in, it does look very like quickly edited <laughs> out. That it became hero mode when I watched it. I was like, ah, okay, cool. So, okay, how do I go into this? Okay, so I, I've explained the background. I'm going to be mean in this, but you can see that They've been trying to fake review this and inflate the reviews a bit, so it's a little bit better. Yeah, I, I, it's a low-budget film, I get it, but like, they have some money behind it. And they have some people I've recognised in this that I've seen in a lot of films before. So. It's got one of the guys from um, Scott Pilgrim in it. Uh-huh. Yes, dear. Yeah. So, <sighs> one thing I will say <laughs> is that although this includes a good message behind it, one of the main things I would like to see from a film like this is the actual games themselves. Now, I'm not going to be there critiquing if the game is shit or not, but I will be at the end because for reasons. But you don't really see much footage of actual video games because obviously that takes time and money to make an, an original like video mm. game. So they kind of CGI a lot of things, you know? There's so many famous people in this. Yeah, there is. There is quite a bit. And they do have money behind this. They didn't make a lot, though. No. So, Troy, our main character, played by Chris Carpenter, is a student, and he's in a coding class, and he doesn't like it because his coding class are just making boring old Pong. Who likes Pong? No one likes Pong. It's a bunch of boring old shits, basically. Troy is in love with a singing girl. Her name is Paige. She likes to sing in the class next to him. He sees her and instantly falls in love. And there's that moment of like a uh, boys to men kind of moment where it's like, you know, mm-hmm, kind of thing comes up. Uh, his best friend <laughs> is an annoying as fuck trying to be YouTuber guy who is always caffeinated and somehow reminds me of myself, but in a really bad way. I was going to say, who does that Sounds familiar. Me? Sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I, no, How's that reporter? Never really. <laughs> so that's his best friend that's his love interest that's all you need to know that's the uh, the intro Troy gets suspended from school because he hacked the school test results from his class so that they could get better computers so not only is he a game coder he can hack <laughs> test results that's one thing you need to know about game coders yeah. is that they can hack things because Andy's going to get more frustrated with this film because it does the thing that Hackers does where it's like, that's not possible. How mm-hmm. would you know that kind of thing? I'm already on the edge, right? I'm telling you. Yeah, you're going to love it. So there you go. It's This is what you get for giving me that fucking film. But it's, a film. <laughs> it's a good film. Either way. So he hacks the school test results and gets suspended. But the school gets to keep new Dell computers because they're great. Sponsorship money. <laughs> so mom and dad... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of takes on technology in this. Troy, mom and dad, they own a game company called Playfield Games. But dad died a while ago when Chris was a young boy. So mom was by herself trying to raise little Chris. And mom has also MS. So if you don't feel bad for this family yet, now you do. No. No? Okay. So mom is the lead designer and she works with her main designer, Jimmy, who is the guy from Scott Pilgrim. I can't remember his name. So he is played by jimmy the whole premise of this is playfield the company that this sean astin's jimmy that's it from the goonies and lord of the rings you know that guy not scott pilgrim how is scott pilgrim the first one on your list you guys whatever i don't know i try to keep this film out of my mind for fucking two days but either way the whole premise of this is is that playfield games are struggling financially they haven't apparently made a good game in a while and they've been trying some, you know, since dad died, apparently, I think the fucking whole company has gone into shit by the, the sounds of things. 
and mom has been running it into the ground is essentially the take I got from this. But in a Disney Channel kind of way, you know, not so reality, because <laughs> it is a very Disney Channel movie kind of feel to it. It's like, mom is not like drinking heavily or taking drugs. She's just sort of like, oh, well, we have it's no money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They live in a fucking mansion, but it's like, oh, well, all right, fine. So they get, they have a party one day at their <laughs> Yay, house. Yay, we're running out of money, Poi. Yay, let's have a party for Playfield. And they are going to give a beta version of their new game to an investor, this old man investor guy, who's going to give them money to invest in this game that they've created and is in its beta stage. Mm -hmm. This guy, and this is one of the problems, is the film tries to... And I know this is a kid's film, and some kids might find this funny. I don't find this funny. They try to appeal like old people can't talk youth, in a way, kind of deal. So the old guy goes up to the kids in at this party and go, "Hi, are you m- millennials by any chance?" Things like that. <laughs> I never know which generation I am. Anyway, it's all silly. He's he's older, but it's it's he's the one who's going to try invest with into this game or something. But he doesn't understand about video games because, of course, old people don't understand about video games. So we'll go with that trope. So he goes up to Troy and his friends. The old guy who's just invested in, in Chris's mom's company to make mm-hmm. this game. And they go into Troy's bedroom. The old man as well. <laughs> the old man and the three kids go to Troy's bedroom. I mean. And they, they stick the USB in and uh, they go play this game. And Troy has no idea that this is the game that his mom is trying to push for investment for this guy. Because the old guy doesn't understand video games. So he thinks, I'll tell you what, I'm going to speak to the youngins and see if they understand about video games. They slate it and say it's a bunch of shit. You shouldn't, you shouldn't <laughs> like this film. Like they literally rip it a new one. Even Chris says you should have got a game from Playfield, and the old man goes, this "I almost true, did." Oh. No, he just says, "I almost did." I was like, "Oh, smooth." Oh, yeah, oh family's gonna lose everything. <laughs> Ooh. Well done, Chris. I don't understand Troy. how this kid doesn't know about the game that his mum has been working on for yeah. so long. Here's the funny bit. There's a lot of instances in this where you're going to go, that doesn't make sense. When he's playing the game, I'm like, the logo or something, the startup menu should say Playfield Games. Yeah. It's only when he finishes the game does the logo come up no, for Playfield, no, and I'm like, no. oh my god. <laughs> no. Even I know that. Sega. Yeah. It's always at the yeah. beginning. Exactly. So, Troy ruins everything at his party. Mom is sad, <laughs> Troy is sad, everyone is sad. We have a coding montage there's going to be a lot of them. Ugh. Cody montage, but with modern kid music is how I, was I would describe ask, it. Yeah. yeah, modern kid music. Are we talking like brunch pop or? <laughs> yeah, that kind of upbeat, happy YouTube vloggy kind of hands clappy kind of yeah. pop. Okay. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. all the fucking time throughout this film. So we get a Cody montage of Troy basically working on that game to make it better, and then overnight he makes it better. <laughs> in one night he he recodes it and makes it a better game he fixed all the bugs all the shit that was wrong with it and he does himself so i don't know things but that seems very fast it is very fast well, and it's very far-fetched it's gonna definitely cause bigger issues when they try again because they'll fix one bug and create a new one so yeah that is true there's been no testing but yeah. this guy's a super genius kid apparently and um who's made pong before so he's uh, a fucking liar that's what he is and he didn't even like making pong and he didn't even like making pong yeah 
So that's going to be a theme throughout this. So I just want <laughs> you to be prepared that there's going to be a lot of that. And trust me, I couldn't get through it. As much as of a nerd I am, I try to be calm and keep my inner fucking nerd. But it just, some of it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so there is a rival company in this story called Exodus. They are kind of like the EA of this story. It's in a good. Yeah, they even mention like, oh, who want to work for a big corporate company like EA or Exodus? And I'm like that's the only two you know in this universe okay fine <laughs> so exodus are like the big evil ea AAA company who are just obviously after microtransactions and money from people and they don't actually have care for their video games but unfortunately because mom can't get her game funded now because the old man left she goes to exodus and she's like hey would you mind funding our game for playfield because no one wants to invest with us and they sort of don't do a deal and they do do a deal it's kind of like on the table but what they really want to do exodus is to buy the entire Mm. company instead of just funding them because they are their competition no and they suck no they're not if it's a case of like ea and say a smaller production company yeah that's what i'm thinking let's say like two point (laughs) for example ea and two point it's not gonna work is it That's what I'm thinking. So I'm thinking Exodus have this large building, right? Big, big skyscraper building. And then Playfield have like this one plot of land with one office. One computer in a basement. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. So in this universe, is there only two game companies ever? (laughs) Is that the only... (laughs) And one's really good and one's really shit. (laughs) There's so many fucking questions like that that come up. I'm like, I don't understand this universe. Anyway, so... She kind of declines it and she's like, I'll just keep it in mind in case we need to she's take the mug. deal and stuff. Well, you know, she ran the company into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Women, they shouldn't be in charge of Women. gaming companies. <laughs> Not saying that, but this film has implied it messages. No, it has many messages. I mean, the dad did die and it did go into the ground. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's the reason, but this movie does have a lot of like stereotypes. Dan thinks women can't design games. Oh, shut the fuck up. God damn it. Anyway, Exodus, by the way, they're working on an alien game, which you don't see really, but you do see the same 10 seconds of cutscenes where they just have a voiceover going, there's millions of players in this game millions of deaths shooting guns like literally that's the only footage i ever see of any of their games is that voiceover with some like cgi alien Mm. walking towards the camera so i'm like okay we don't see another video game i still haven't really seen a video game other than pong at this point (laughs) um (laughs) troy has fixed a bunch of stuff as i said for that game he impresses mom so mom because he's suspended from school brings him to work where she works at playfields and she decides the best course of action is to not make Jimmy the lead of this jackhammer game. Instead to make Troy, because he fixed all the bugs in one night. So now he's the, the lead. 16-year-old child. Yep, he's the lead of this game. And if that wasn't uh, troubling enough, there is a convention coming up in 30 days, right? Called PixelCon. Because, of course, it's called <laughs> PixelCon. Yeah. They have 30 days to get a demo ready of this game, or else that's the end of the company. And she's putting all her trust in her fucking son. Well, surely he's only suspended for like a week, so he's going to have to go back to school in a few days. So she's fucked up again. So you're right, she shouldn't be running that company. No wonder it's fucking going bust. If they fuck up at PixelCon or it's the end of the company, why don't they just sell it to EA? 
Like, I feel like she should just take that offer. Because they're evil, and they even go to the point where when the mom is not in the room, the evil EA company kind of do like a, a Mr. Burns sort of impression <laughs> from The Simpsons, where they're just like, have their hands <laughs> clasped together, and they're like, well, we won't give them jobs if we buy them out. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. We can't wait to buy this company that is failing and has massive that amounts of debt and miserably. doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what? Why don't they write it into the contract of the buyout that they have to keep them employed for two years? Then they can't can't get rid of them. Oh, corporate Andy's here. And if they're failing, why worry? Why worry if they are failing? Like, what? what is the worry there? Like, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. But, you know, because evil big companies are all evil trope kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, 30 days to make a fucking demo of a fully fledged working game or else that's the end. That's the scenario we're dealing with here. And I'm going to rush through the rest of it because the rest of it is very Disney-like. Jimmy's not happy, obviously, because he mm-hmm. was the lead. Because he uh, lost his job to a 16-year-old child. Job to yeah. his son. <laughs> yeah. I hope he goes to work at Exodus and does well. Well, Troy then takes his dad's old office. There's an emotional moment there, apparently. <laughs> I didn't feel it. There's more coding montages of him working on the game. Fuck me, there's so many coding montages. Fucking Paige, the love interest, turns up at the fucking office and i'm starting to think she's stalking troy but apparently her grandpa works there or something and i'm like why is she not in class that's what i'm thinking i'm like (laughs) does everyone just know everyone in this fucking place like this universe probably because there's only two computer Uh, game companies yeah that's true so it's a bit like when everyone worked in a mine they everyone (laughs) either works at the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These two computer game companies. It's 2021. There's only two computer game companies and everyone knows each other in, in both of them, apparently. Uh, yeah. They have a first meeting with the team as Troy is the lead. And he basically tells the entire team to go home for the day. He doesn't need him. He's too good. So hang on. That's his first day in charge. And he's like, yeah, see you later, everyone. Don't need you. I can do it myself. Yes. Yes. I mean, he really is a prick. <laughs> but maybe he'll learn from this. No. He basically tells everyone to F off for two days. So Two days? Yeah, even even when they come back the next day, this is what made me really fucking hate him. So they told he told them to leave on the first day when they're in the meeting. And they're like, okay, fine, whatever, we'll leave. But they came back to the office the next day. Obviously, he's like, nope, still don't need you. <laughs> but he didn't even he didn't give him the courtesy, and they even mentioned this in the film. Didn't even ring him. They got to the front door, and they he just leaves a note saying, "Come back tomorrow." So they they would go all the way to the office and just go oh thanks mate hated him i absolutely despised him at the start of this well during they're getting paid for those two days as well yeah but the thing is Paige turns up and he lets her in because girl yeah (laughs) girl i like (laughs) kind of thing he lets her in and when she comes into the actual place she discovers that there's notes all over the walls and floor that he has now made and there's actually a genuinely nice moment in this bit and this is the bit where i went maybe it's turning a leaf and then it quickly doesn't and i'll explain (laughs) why troy talks about actual coding and he talks about how he can only do it when he's on his own which is a fair point a lot of people can probably do (laughs) oh he's got performance anxiety yeah maybe so he explains to her that coding isn't just all about ones and zeros. Everything has to be in the right order, which is absolutely right. It's yes. True. And then... <laughs> and then Troy is a love wizard or something. So he like... <laughs> love wizard? What does that mean? <laughs> love wizard. I don't know how to... 
so imagine you're in the office talking to this guy, right? And he's explaining the coding thing. And then suddenly, if you turned around behind you, right? Imagine there was real people suddenly appearing, but they were an illusion. So he's made holograms? He's made a hologram. And she goes, how are you doing this? And he doesn't reply. <laughs> but they look they don't know. like he's made holograms of his mom and dad dancing. He made a hologram of like a fucking robot giving a rose to the girl. How's he got time? He's supposed to be working on the fucking computer game. He's only got 30 days. Sorry, know. sorry. Hang on. Let's take a step back here. Why the fuck does a games company that's that small have access to hologram tech? When is it supposed to Andy, be set? And to now. this year. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fucking bollocks. Last week. What have they? Have, did they just um, see the fucking Maradona one at the Euros as well? They're trying to do like a romantic f- thing, like a choir turns up behind her as well, and starts singing a love song, and they're about to kiss when j- like someone walks in or something, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you two were busy," kind of thing. Like, I, there's moments in that where I'm just like, "There's no sense. There's no fucking sense whatsoever." I didn't know you two were busy. And look at those fucking holograms. Where have those come yeah. from? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I'm this like, could save the company. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, is this canon or is this, this <laughs> like, is the twist, is he some sort of wizard and that's going to make this film entirely different? No, it just it gets ignored after that. But I don't know. She, illusion. I don't know. He's so amazing that he made an illusion towards the, for her. I don't fucking know what it is either. Anyway, so Troy has made his game with an asterisk. It's called Yort. Right? Yort. Y-O-R-T. Yort. I think it stands for... It's like a play on his name or something, isn't it? Is it uh, Troy backwards? Troy. What no, a fucking so- narcissist. <laughs> yeah, it is. Troy backwards. It is oh, it Troy is Troy. Backwards, yeah. Oh my God, it is Troy. Fucking I just realized. narcissist. Oh my God, I just realized. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so he is a narcissist. You should know that. It's uh, like a typical medieval RPG game. Bollocks. You know, everything's kind of been done for. He does a silly presentation dressed in a wizard fucking costume towards everyone who's. That's because he's a love wizard. Of course, he, <laughs> he is a love does. wizard. Everyone thinks he's a fucking idiot because he's presenting it, doing those crazy illusions again, which no one fucking takes any notice of. Is this real or not? But Jimmy is pissed because he was like, You weren't working okay. on the fucking game we already had ready. And now you haven't even put a line of code in. You've just written a bunch of notes all over the fucking <laughs> office and the game is done. And you spent two days over 30 days to do that. This is what happens when you let children do real jobs. There you go. Troy finally tells him that Jackhouse sucks. Jimmy's sad. So <laughs> Troy explains we need to get a game like this to beat Exodius at PixelCon. Troy, however, said the game is all over the walls. Easy follow instruction. The team will follow. Blah, 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 blah. Insert famous gamer YouTubers and Twitch streamers acting like Playfield and Exodius are the only two gaming companies in the fucking world. They are, apparently. According to the fucking yeah. Matt Pat from the Game Theorists and fucking Twitch streamers and shit. Jimmy then leaves the company. He goes to work okay. for his dad. His dad is the stereotypical, and here are some of his lines, I can't believe my own son plays video games, get a real job. Jimmy is in his 30s. (laughs) (laughs) But Sean Aston, isn't it? So he's... Yeah. yeah. Is he not older than that now? He's older than that. Probably. Yeah. So his dad is like a really old guy, and he's like, I hope your daughter doesn't think this is how the real world works. And then the weirdest thing happens when he says that line, and he picks up a sellotape dispenser. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I had to rewind it, I'm not kidding, five times to see, <laughs> it's like a, it's like, um, you know, the ones that you get where it's easily like 
Yeah, it's on a whale. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So he says, I hope your daughter doesn't think this is how the real world works and shows the sellotape dispenser. Does the real world work like a sellotape dispenser? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I really don't get it. I guess sticky and then comes to a... Bit of a shit when you lose the end. You know? Yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. They never work properly either. Troy ends up gets annoyed with his YouTuber doofus friends because he ends up uploading a video to YouTube where Troy said Exodus sucks, which happened at the very, very start of the film that I completely forgot about it and it happened for one second. So he uploads it to YouTube as like a promo video for Playfield because he's like, I want to do the marketing because I'm a YouTuber. And um, before I took the shotgun out of my mouth, um, I continued on <laughs> with the movie. Uh, Troy ends up finding out that Exodus is funding the game. Mom is very ill, so Troy now has to lead the entire team to do this game. Does he actually let them work this time or does he send them home? It's character development, isn't it? There's like 15 days left to PixelCon. Jimmy has now left the company. He's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. This guy's a, a fucking idiot. I don't blame him. Exodus now are not going to fund the game, so they have no money because <laughs> oh, the fucking YouTuber is an idiot. <laughs> you ready for the silly shit? I'm going to go quickly as possible. This is the silliest shit in the world right now. So it all goes wrong. When Troy gets a friend's personality test in his email. Friends as in friends the TV show. What kind of friends character are you? Is he Chandler? No, he's Ross. Uh, I don't really know. He does do it though, even though he's extremely busy working on this game and stuff. We've all been and, there though. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Apparently it came from Jimmy, who's now left the company. And um, he does it. And a worm infects the entire network. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. Suck it, Troy. And it starts to remove the whole code of <laughs> both games of Yorts and the other one that was Jimmy's game. So they all... There's this dramatic scene where they have to shut off the power. And they all think Jimmy did it because he left and like it's like a revenge I plot. I hope Jimmy did it. More montage, more montage, more montage. Luckily, though, his YouTuber friend gave a copy of the code to their teacher because the teacher said he really wanted to try out the new games they were making since they weren't showing up in school anymore. So <laughs> They just th stopped going to school wait, now. Wait, 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 wait. Now no, neither of no, them go Andy, to school. I know, I know, I know you're going to ask questions and this is why I have to go quickly through it, but the, the only one with a backup is the teacher. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. They need Jimmy though because Jimmy's great. So they go find Jimmy. Is this like three days before PixelCon or I something? I want Jimmy to tell him to sod off, but he's not going to, is he? They find Jimmy. He's now working for his dad who's selling houses. There's an inspirational moment of clarity with his dad, apparently. Well, video games is a job. Yeah, video games. I could be a great, the great coder I wanted to be. Uh, they make some Mario reference, I don't know. <laughs> Jimmy didn't send the email. Oh. Uh, it turns out it was the evil ex Exodus <laughs> company the whole time. <gasps> They even referred to the company as a bunch of joeys, as in the... the oh, the I don't even know if that works or what that means, but okay. If they're not checking for phishing emails, then they deserve to be hacked. It's fucking basic knowledge. He's such a smart dude that he decided to do a fucking spam email that infected the entire network. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah horseshit. They should have protocols in place to stop that happening. Yeah, just because you can build holograms doesn't mean that you're not gonna get caught by a phishing scam the way they finish this game is they go to the school 
that got the new computers. All the Dells. Since they're not infected. And they asked the school students and the teachers to help them finish this game in like less than a fucking week at this point. Like, and they have nothing done. I, I, cause the code's gone, but yeah. they have a backup of it. Whatever. So you must be wondering, what's the idea for this game? Are they going with your, or are they going with the other one or the jackass one? What is it? It's a new one. Here we go. Strap your seatbelts on, ladies and gents. This is going to be a bumpy ride. Here we go. <laughs> Here is their big idea that they have a week to finish. This is quotes. We need to find something that real gamers want to play. So their idea is they're going to give the players the game and the code, right? (laughs) Sounds like Ikea furniture. So the people who play the game get the game and the code because they are going to make a game where there is no game, but (laughs) the players make the game. (laughs) Oh, so it is Ikea furniture. Okay. It's, That's dumb. It's, yeah. The, uh, they're making a game where there is no game. They're lazy and you have to make it yourself. But their idea and the, the, the morale story to this is because Troy was so eager to work on his own, he didn't accept everyone as teamwork and stuff. So they're trying to make a game that encourages teamwork. They also changed the name of the game to Brainstorm. So now it's called Brainstorm. And... Um, they use the map editor of the old game Jack House to do this, which I'm immediately thinking it's two different fucking games. They wouldn't just fit like a fucking <laughs> Lego piece. Uh, it drove me insane. So they use both half-ass games assets to make a new game that has not nothing in it. Yes. I could make a game with nothing in it. That, that is the game, though. I- I'm making one right now with nothing in it. Done it. I'll send it to you and you can build it yourself. They go to PixelCon, which is the edited version E3. So Exodus are going to show off their game first, which is the same fucking 10 seconds of a trailer that I saw at the start (laughs) of the fucking film. Nothing else. And apparently that deserves a round of applause. And this audience is like, wow, it's amazing. Whatever. So before Brainstorm can showcase (laughs) to everyone, the demo crashes of a game that has nothing in it. Oh, no. How does it (laughs) crash? I don't know. It just crashes, oh right? God. You'll find out in a sec. So they get the demo crashes, and the speaker who's on stage is like, "You have sixty seconds to present your game, or it's All game right. over." And I'm like, "Calm the fuck really? down. This never happens anywhere else." But okay. No. In great improvisational fashion, the love interest Paige, since she was a singer, which was a thing that happened at the start of the film that I kind of remember. She gonna sing she goes game? out to the audience with a microphone oh. and she sings a pop punk song called Brainstorm that only Auntie Penny would be proud of. And <laughs> fucking hell, it is stuck in my head because all it is is Brainstorm! Brainstorm! Doesn't tell anyone anything about the game, although there's nothing to tell them because there's nothing in it. I think the verse had something, but it was an original song. It's it's kind of annoyingly catchy, kind of in that Disney Channel realm as well. She entertains the crowd with that song, and apparently she goes, that's the official theme song of Brainstorm, and I just <laughs> sung it for you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Spark girl, get those royalties. While that was going on in the backstage, guess what? The bad guy from the Evil Game Company had a device in his pocket that's jamming the game signal <gasps> or something. Oh, no. I don't understand how that would work. But Lasers. Fine. Satellites. 
Squiggly lines. <laughs> the way they find this out is in one of the worst sequences in modern day film I've ever seen in my life. I can't even describe it to you. It's just badly made footage. Okay. Pieced together. And I that's all I can say. It's just bad. Jimmy and Troy come out. They present their game. The game has been designed to encourage teamwork. So they bring out the whole entire team. It's you, the players, who make the game. They finally show the game. And we get footage of it. And I'm like, oh my God, footage of an actual game. So the way I can describe it is you walk around and things get put down as you walk around. That's encouraged. That's the, that's the game. How much is the average diet computer game, guys? What are you How spending much? Like? Are you spending like 50, 60 quid next time you buy a 40, piece? 40, 50 quid. Depends on the platform. Imagine spending 50 quid and then having to do all the fucking work. <laughs> It's a game where you walk around. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. We say this with scorn, but I know for a fact Dan has played games that are A, just walking around and loved it. That is true. And also played <laughs> games where people create their own levels and loved it. They were both his game of the year. <laughs> oh. That is true. However, this one has the walking around bit. Like, there's literally nothing to walk around end of there's like nothing like and it it doesn't even describe how things are made like they they, they literally have given the code to people because they can't be arsed to make a fucking game is what i'm trying to tell you here free source but you just can't give code to people no i agree in my mind it's it sounds like the loading lobby in a wii game yes yeah. that's what it is <laughs> so anyway they showed off and they're all like what do you think the audience team not interested at all and i'm like oh my Good. god some actual fucking reality <laughs> check has come in here they're all on their phones and i'm like oh my god is this going to do a reality check and, and actually tell these people that they did a really shit job or something no of course not they're actually voting on their phones to, to vote the best game of the show which is now currently polling for votes at the moment which i didn't know was happening and of course they win they win and five companies come up including that evil company they came second obviously so i'm thinking so there's other companies that exist in this universe and these two (laughs) are the only ones that i'm like oh my god this is getting worse and worse what kind of fucking sick world is it that brainstorm will get best game of the fucking show seriously like this is just bad it all ends in a happy ending. Jimmy's dad sees the he sees the game and now he's impressed. <laughs> like, get a real job. <laughs> now he's impressed. Did it, Dad? I got a real job. Uh, Troy falls in love with and gets the girl, of course. Troy and his doofus friend end up teaching game coding classes to younger At kids because it's all about teamwork. Mm. And yeah, and then the fucking movie ends with this quote: "My dad wrote in his binder, never skip the cutscenes." Complete all the quests and play multiplayer every chance you get. And if you really want to beat the game, always show the bad guys who's boss, which ends with them sending an infected worm to the EA company <laughs> because That's they sent legal. them because they sent them an email saying which Hogwarts house are you quiz, <laughs> which the funny. guy obviously took, and then the servers blew up. I don't give a fuck. This film fucking sucks. I fucking couldn't stand it. Zero out of ten. Sounds <laughs> absolutely horrendous. It, it sounds amazing the way blast. Dan described it. <laughs> it probably is more entertaining watching me watching it, but like, yeah. holy fuck. I couldn't. There dumb. was so much 
other technical jargon that I couldn't go into because there's so much of it. But please don't give yourself fake reviews because it's very obvious to trace yeah, it and just gross. own up that you made a bad film. And it's not, it's I can see some kids liking it if they because they don't have the same fucking nerdiness as I do, and I get it. But Jesus Christ, for me, this has the same issue that Cat and the Band had. Yes. Where it just makes it look like they can do whatever they want by yeah. just thinking they can do it. And that's not how the real world works. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry to be an adult about it, but that's not how <laughs> fucking life works. Get no. a fucking job that you can do and work your way up. Yeah, Jimmy. No, I get it. <laughs> Jimmy. I get it, but it's like, I think the reason that they kind of like glossed over like certain things, like there's certain things in there that I think is really good. Like it's a different concept about teaching about like coding and stuff. And there's sometimes it does work and it's kind of interesting. And they actually teach some things about teamwork and not being an arrogant asshole like Troy was at the start of the film and listen to other people's ideas. But then it just gets blown out proportion with some of the stuff that is like, this could happen and this has happened. And gamers will hate this film, parents and their kids will love it. And that's the best <laughs> way I can describe it. This is a fair punishment. I wonder if I could turn this office party into some kind of video game. But which character would I play as? Lyndon! Something with money! Or I guess I could play as... Laura! Technical lead, I think! Or... Marie! Uh, always been nice! Playing as my mom would be too weird. Kate! CEO! Oh, but I would have a pretty cool cane as a weapon. And then there's... Troy the boy, there he is! Jimmy, lead design, no, 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 not him, definitely not him. Go back, Control-Z, Control-Z! <sighs> that doesn't work in real life. Penny, I'm so sorry, but you're next. I'm sorry That's it took fine. so long, but that was a long one. I watched a horror movie, because... No! Fuck you, that's what I like. But I was trying not to be that stereotype, but fuck it, I'm having a time... I watched a horror movie. Department of Shit Horror, as I said at the start yeah, of this. Yeah, I am here. <laughs> I watched A Night of Horror, colon, Nightmare Radio from 2019. Rod, a radio DJ, hosts a popular horror-themed show packed with tales of terror for eager listeners. When he receives alarming calls from a horrified child, things start to feel off. This mm. is a basic anthology movie, which was not very good. I took a lot of notes. We don't need all of them. So <laughs> basically you've got Rod in his radio studio doing his radio show. And that is the thinly veiled theme, you know, like we had with, was it American Nightmare with Danny Trejo? Yeah. And it was the kids watching the computer screens mm -hmm. to thread all the stories together. This time it's Rod in a radio studio. None of the stories were very good. Oh, well, that's a surprise. Well, that's good. Well, <laughs> let's talk um, about them. First story was about an invisible demon woman who stole a woman's skin, banged the woman's husband, and had an invisible baby. <laughs> I mean, I want to hear more about this already. <laughs> I want to hear more about that. Had an invisible baby. <laughs> yeah, there's not much more to it. It was a very short one. How do you know oh. it's a baby if it's invisible? Because <laughs> it's wrapped in baby clothes. <laughs> Oh, of course it is. This is more ridiculous than mine, and you've only said like five minutes of it. I like to think that the skin didn't quite fit, so you can only, like, at the back, it's like a dress that's not done up properly. It's fallen off no. her shoulders. Unfortunately, it was terrible because it was clearly just the woman whose face it was. Then she's like knelt, like bent down out of shot to like put the face on, and it's just perfect. Oh. I was like, if you'd have made it look a bit wonky, yeah, that would have been better. Yeah, and then she's just all sewn up at the back, so you can see it. So there's no, it fits the invisible lady. She obviously found someone that's her size 
and mm. it fits perfectly and then yeah she's banging the husband and then she has a baby and then you just see a baby like wrapped in baby clothes with a little baby hat but it's invisible do you think if you're invisible mm. and you do like a wear of poops is that also invisible do they cover that in like the invisible man Chris and I watched that recently. I feel like there was no pee. I can't remember. I don't know. If it's like a connectivity thing where it's attached to you, surely the second you're going for a shit and it like drops out the sphincter, it's going to be visible. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, why is there just a turd just appeared out of nowhere? And it's just going to be me, invisible, shitting on someone's lawn. <laughs> okay. Well, eventually the dad finds out about the lady that is invisible and they catch her in like a tablecloth and then they hang her. And that's the end of that story. Christ. Rod is talking. He's like, you can call into the radio show and tell me your stories. So some of them are Rod's stories that we see and then others are people on the phone telling them. And Rod tells a story about how he saw his first dead body, who was his grandma, and how his mum put coins on her eyes. You know how that's a thing? To mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it was for the River Sticks. Pay the ferryman. Yeah, but he talks about a different river, but I didn't write it down. <laughs> I assume <laughs> I didn't look it up. <laughs> I assume this is by an Australian bunch of people. This next story is about a kid in Australia and they start telling the story of Mary and her mum who live in Victorian Australia, I guess. I don't know if that was a thing. Are you sure they don't mean Victoria, Australia? No, because they were taking photos of dead bodies like Victorians did and they were wearing Victorian dress. Okay. And using a big camera, you know, where you put the... Yeah, okay. Well, that's made us look stupid. We were pretty smug about that, Dan and I. Yeah. Speak for yourself, yeah. right? I was. So Mary and her mum take photos of dead bodies and they have gone to a cabin in the middle of nowhere to take a picture of this dead girl who was called Mary. They open up the coffin that Mary is in and Mary's been dead for a couple of weeks. So the room fucking stinks, but it doesn't affect... Let's go with live Mary and dead Mary. It doesn't affect live Mary. So mum makes her do it on her own. And it's basically a kind of crappy story about how dead Mary won't sit still. It creeps out live Mary. Like there is one bit, which I don't know if it's good or not. Live Mary has to use a spoon to turn dead Mary's eyeballs around the right way. Because, you know, they wanted them to look alive. Right. So what's it? go in behind no because i think her eyes had like rolled back in her head so oh, right, life okay. mary like rolled them back in. <laughs> okay sure all right yeah there's a whole thing of like dead mary is scaring live mary because she'll disappear and she'll move and right stuff like that okay. eventually live mary runs out shows her mum the picture and it's blurry so mum's like fuck off get back in there and eventually live mary makes friends with dead mary so dead Mary poses for the photo and it looks nice. And that's the end of that one. <laughs> ridiculous. These are brilliant. Ridiculous. It's going to get more ridiculous. Rod takes some more calls and he talks to a lady who tells a story about a girl who tried to dry her hair in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all been there. It's like Sylvia fucking Plath. Oh, what a fucking idiot. Yeah, she's going on a date with the man of her dreams and she's washing her hair, but she suddenly realises that he'll be there in 10 minutes and she can't find a hairdryer. So she uses a (laughs) screwdriver to override... (laughs) So the radiation can get out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, puts her head in the microwave to dry her hair and her head explodes. Right. What, What a 
such great character. <laughs> I'm sure I've had something similar to that before. Well, he says that's an urban legend, isn't it? And she's like, no, it really happened. So maybe it's an urban legend. And that's why you recognise it. Maybe. It's not one I've heard. Yeah, How I've definitely dumb heard it. do you have to be? Yeah, it's kind of what Rod said. I'm sure I've seen it tested as well. Ah, oh, I think it might be people try- oh, people on YouTube trying to blow shit up. It was hamsters, wasn't it? They used to test <sighs> microwaves with, on hamsters. Okay. That's not what I was thinking of, Pen. I watched videos of people putting CDs in them and then watching it sparking. Yeah, Adam and Joe did it. Yeah, stuff. you're watching the fucking YouTuber. How many CDs can we fit in a microwave and press the button? Yeah, right. I've been watching Scientific Facts. So. You've been watching Scientific Facts? What, people putting fucking guinea pigs and gerbils in they did. a microwave they did. to test if it died? They did. <laughs> That's mean. And what did they think was going to happen apart from the hamster would explode? What are they going to do? Slap it in a fucking bread roll afterwards? No, 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 no. They, they were <laughs> testing two things. They, what they would do is they would freeze the guinea pigs, right? So this was like after the war. Freeze them I alive? Think. Yeah, they would freeze them and they were t- testing two things. They were testing the microwave capability because they were Cryogenics big... with microwaves. Is this what you're telling me? They were testing the capabilities of the microwave because they were fucking huge back in the day if you ever saw a picture of them. And mm. they wanted to see if they could bring back the guinea pig to life and this is a hundred percent true you can read up on it so they would freeze the guinea pig until it's frozen completely then put it on there's no way this is a hundred percent true i have problems defrosting a bit of chicken without cooking it a little bit yeah let alone a fucking hamster there's a secret guinea pig uh symbol (laughs) (laughs) defrost i don't have that on microwaves but legitimately that's what they used to do back in the day i think it was like in the 40s yeah there you go Anyway. Well, speaking of idiots, Rod <laughs> tells another story and there is a hairdresser and he is talking to a blonde lady. She's sat in his hairdresser's chair. You can't really see her. He's talking about how she's recently divorced again. The salon they're in is rather dark and you realise that she is not responding while he's talking to her. That'd be terrifying. So he has strings mm-hmm. coming from the ceiling with clips, like um, crocodile clips. Like Remember right. at school? Yeah. And they yeah, would, yeah, yeah. like those yeah. little ones. And he's literally taking like not strands of hair, but like little bits of hair, and he's clipping them above her head. Oh, and like not massive chunks. Yeah. Just like if you're gonna if you're maybe gonna do a braid, like I wanna just and clipping them above her head. Maybe half a dozen, maybe a dozen somewhere, and he's just loosely clipping them above her head. Okay. Turns out the way he's talking to her, she's famous. But she is not really talented and she only really got there because of him and her hair. He actually says that she's lived a charmed life because she has nice hair because the rest of her is not great. Mm-hmm. Eventually she wakes up. You see her now. She has got her hair clipped up and she is gagged and she is bound to the chair. And he's very mad at her that she didn't share her wealth and success with him because she only got there because of her hair and he is her hairdresser. <laughs> he takes a knife. And he cuts along her forehead, just nice. under her hairline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> starts just talking shit. And he says something about how the human head can withstand a very big amount of pressure, but the human scalp can't. So then he kicks the hairdresser's chair, which then goes suddenly down to the floor. Uh. But because these tiny crocodile clips are holding very small <laughs> strands of her hair, it scalps her, which makes no fucking sense. 
Okay. And wouldn't fu- it would literally just rip her hair out? It yeah, yeah. It, but it literally it scalps her. Uh, hair is hair is deceptively strong. Yeah, but a little yeah. bit. But of he's it. literally only cut at her forehead as well. Yeah, it, it's a cheap way of doing something expensive. <laughs> Let's put that way. Yeah, there's no way with the thin strands of hair and the tiny clips. Like either the string would have fucking broken or the hair would have ripped out. So that's one story. That's a story. then we hear the story of Willie Bingham. Willie Bingham was possibly the most interesting story, I think. Willie is a... He raped and murdered a schoolgirl. Wow, interesting. Yeah. And to make an example of him and punish him, they start to amputate bits of Willie. Bits of his Willie? Where do they start? Yeah, where do they They start? They start his Willie. They don't start with his Willie. Oh, that's true. Um, Spoilers. So apparently the, the family of the deceased gets to decide how long this will go on for. Oh. I think they originally cut off like his right arm or like his right, not even his hand. but he, So he has like a, a stump, like he's still got some elbow, but he's not got a hand. Right. And then they take him to schools to scare kids <laughs> into not being murderers. What? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> No, I actually like that. Yeah, this one's kind of dumb, but I kind of... <laughs> yeah. it was. This is like a budget Black Mirror. I think so. Yeah, but so what? Black Mirror shit. So <laughs> You don't believe that. They cut off his right arm and his left leg, and then they start to cut off more of him to scare like the older kids, like the more hardened kids. Right. They're yeah. cutting out, so, and he goes to school and like, don't do stuff because you'll end up like me. <laughs> there are people protesting against it. But Willie also has to give up. It says he gave up a kidney and a lung. I'm not sure that like he does that willingly, but I think they make him. And apparently the subsidy from the lung and the kidney go to help pay for the prison system. (laughs) Right. Uh, I mean, it's starting to get starting to get unbelievable now. Yeah. Willie's not having a nice time mentally. And he's just watching black and white videos of his surgeries. He asks the nurse, he's watching one. He's like, is that my left leg or my right leg they're cutting off there? And she's like, hmm, that's the left one. <laughs> then he has his fifth surgery. Obviously, the family are going to keep going. And that is when Willie loses his willy. Oh, cut that off. Oh no. Which is weird because if they're trying to scare kids, they don't actually need to cut that bit off because <laughs> I assume they're not getting it out. But <laughs> Don't be like me, kids. <laughs> that's what will happen. The sixth surgery, they cut off his ears, his nose, the tip of his tongue, and his lips. Oh, the lips. Oh, the lips would be the worst. Oh. Yeah, so you see you see him all bandaged up, but like no lips and teeth. Oh, man, that, that would drive me mental if I haven't. And yeah. then, yeah, once a year, they wheel him out to high schools to traumatize children. And that's the end of that story. Okay. Um, that's all right. I get yeah. that one. I get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Someone calls in with a story, it's boring as fuck, and he cuts her off. (laughs) (laughs) Then there is a story about a Spanish dancer, and it's in Spanish, but there are no subtitles. Ah, ah. is this a District 9 situation again? (laughs) Well, I don't know how I'm going to say any of this without looking like a dickhead. Go on. Can't wait. It might possibly be something to do with where I found this movie and how I watched it on the internet. So if you watched... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. I'm not Mm. made of money, you guys. I can't rent every shit horror movie that I see. How's that new car treating (laughs) you? It was the only place I could find it. So whether or not the website 
didn't have subtitles or can i ask you a question Mm-hmm. Did you try to interpretate what this film was about? And do you have an interpretation of that? Of this story? Yes. Yes. I understand basic Spanish. Okay. So I cannot I wait some for of this. It. Hola. <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't It was very interesting. And obviously you can see it. They're not, you can yeah, yeah, see yeah, yeah, it being yeah. acted yeah. out. It's not. So I mostly got stuff like, I love you. I'll see you later. Come home. Stuff in Spanish. Well, you're, you're experiencing this. You, you watch prawns trying to talk to each other if you can if you can watch prawns try to talk to each other you can do the spanish people right? there better have been some yeah, donkeys in this yeah exactly Milk. Like, she's a dancer and she's got some sort of medical issue with her abdomen and she's taking pills for it my next note just says then Gollum shows up he's sat on her <laughs> kitchen counter she's in her apartment and you literally just see a golem like figure like you know when he's just like crouched on a rock he was just like crouched on her yeah on her kitchen cabinet <laughs> he's got a Greg's um, he's got a Greg's <laughs> starts chasing her she's running around her house she can't get out of her own house because she's locked the door I guess then she has massive stomach pain then she wakes up and it was all a dream I think but then she's on the phone and a guy is just screaming down the phone like I think her name was like Magda or something and he's like come home come home I think I've now named him Skeleton Gollum because he looks slightly less gollum now and more skeleton-y. Okay. He attacks her and he throws her on her bed and I think he rapes her. Okay. And while he's raping her, she stabs him. Then it says, oh wait, it's just a normal guy. That she thinks is Gollum? <laughs> I guess so. He's now a normal man. Who- is it Andy Circus? That'd be a great twist. No, it's not Andy Circus. It's a more attractive man. And she has stabbed him. And then she just rolls over. Like she's in her bed and she just takes the cover and like rolls over. And then there's a monologue in Spanish that I didn't understand. And that was the end. <laughs> I think this is a fucking fantastic feature. We should make Penny watch other films in different languages. Without the subtitles. Without the and subtitles. see if she can recognise what's going on. Oh my God, that is a great, great idea. I mean, I do slightly better in, with Spanish. But... What's your French like? Because I've got some French films that I could make you watch. Yeah. What if... Oh my God, I've got the fucking three colours French films. Oh, what if we do this? I'm better at Spanish than German, I think. Me and Andy watch the film with subtitles and then... But you explain what you think it is first (laughs) and then we correct you every single Uh, time. We could make that a segment. That's a good one. I have got the absolute perfect French film for you to watch without <laughs> subtitles that Dan and I watched beforehand. Sweet. Because I've seen most of it. If it's Martyrs, I'm not watching it's Martyrs. It's not Martyrs. Again, I've watched most of it and I had no idea what was going on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so it's going to be great. We'll do that. Rod's in his studio and there's some old telly that keeps turning on. There's a kid watching cartoons and she is in her house on her own. You think she's on her own and she's following a trail of balloons. She ends up at the kitchen and there's groceries on the floor and this was the only creepy bit of the entire movie. There's like a creepy hand that comes around the door frame. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I've written, it looks like Skeleton Gollum again. I'm not really sure if it's a running <laughs> He's <thing>. back. <laughs> Andy Circus is back. Yeah. Well, then you get a close up of him. He's all crouched again in the kitchen, but he looks like a very creepy man, like covered in like black and white ash almost. Right. Like, you know, when stuff is so ashy, it's like white on the outside and black on the yeah. inside. He kind of looked like that. And he was really creepy. He does a magic trick and gives the little kid a ball. And then there's a pool of blood on the floor <laughs> and he wipes it and he starts to wipe it on his face. So he looks like a clown. And I really didn't like it. Can we go back to the magic trick? What does he do? <laughs> he just kind of wiggles his hands around and goes like, 
right moves his hand around and then suddenly there's a red ball in his hand and then he ah a classic (laughs) (laughs) he's very good at being creepy and he's very creepy as a clown and then he just kind of moves out the way and is like ta-da he doesn't say ta-da but he does like the ta-da hands and her mum's dead and is wrapped in plastic in the kitchen and then he gets more blood and he wipes it on his mouth to look like a clown and starts laughing and that's the end of that one yeah that does sound a bit sinister he was very creepy i didn't like him so this is now the kind of story that goes through the whole film, which is also shit, sorry. A kid <laughs> calls up the radio station saying that they need help, but it also doesn't sound like a kid. It sounds like a grown-up trying to be a kid. I don't know why they couldn't just get a normal kid being like, help me, but <clears throat> the kid gets cut off, but that, that'll turn up later. There's a shit story about a naked woman that gets hunted through the forest by a guy The only interesting bit of that is she gets to a lake or a river or something and she drinks the water and my next note just says, oh, she's a mermaid now. And then she rips the heart out of the guy that was hunting her. (laughs) Why didn't he stay on the land the second he saw she was a mermaid and go, yeah, fuck that. I think I think like she drank some of it and went into the water and then he went in after her and then she came up and then she was a mermaid and then she ripped his heart out. Makes sense. Yep. The kid calls back and Rod's like, well, what's your address? Let me let me help you. And the kid gives the address and he's like, that can't be the address. That's the, That's the address of the radio station. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. The <laughs> kid's gone again. And then Rod puts the old TV on. I don't really know where it is in comparison to the, like in his station, but he puts this old TV on. And there's footage of like sound of the call that the kids just made playing and pictures of rod and then we have another story about (laughs) woman comes home alone feels weird looks around it is boring her sister question mark is dead she wakes up hearing her sister screaming i think it's a flashback we get the same creepy hand uh boring jump scares yeah it's just like a monster is chasing her around her apartment and then it turns out to be the sister as a monster or something that end they got worse as they went on rod opens like a big chest in the studio and it smells really bad and then there's a shot of rod and he's beating a woman to death with a baseball bat and you can hear the kid making the call so this is the end of rod's story and there's a boy hiding in the chest that he's just opened making a call to the police like help me help me he's gonna he was gonna kill me so rod beats the woman to death with a bat then he opens the chest finds the kid beats the fuck out of him and then we'll just put now he remembers like Rod's just sitting there like he's got his hands over his eyes and it's as if he's remembering but like the studio is all dark and covered in cobwebs so it's a bit like I don't know how long he's been there I don't really care and then he kind of looks up and he just goes like welcome to Nightmare Radio and then all the neon and all the the studio starts to light up again and he starts doing his radio show and my last note just says lame and that was the end (laughs) sounded like it started strong and then went downhill (sighs) I thought she was going to have like a final twist where Rod finds out his second name is Stuart. No, 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 that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> it sounds like those kind of films that like anything can happen sort of deal. So I was like, yeah, I mean, what would make more sense? Because we know there's like weird sort of creatures and stuff as if it was Rod Hull. Oh yeah. Oh, he would be creepy. And an emu. He just had like a creepy emu puppet. And a zombie emu. Or Rod, Jane and Freddy. Don't know. We're outside of my, uh, yeah, original. Oh, from Rainbow. 
Wasn't there a similar thing? Like, I don't know if you talked about this before, Ken. Wasn't there a similar anthology that was set in a radio station? I, no, it might have been a TV station. I can't remember. Uh, I, American, Amer- was it American Nightmare? Nightmare was kids watching stuff on the computer. Yeah, but it had Danny Trejo. Wasn't there a TV yeah. station one? That, or was it VHS, just... which we haven't talked about on here, which is a good anthology. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about VHS. VHS oh. is a guy, they break into some guy's house and find his collection of VHSs. Only that the first one, one actually... though. Only the first one. Well, I haven't watched the other ones. The first one, actually, I watched it on like an afternoon in the middle of the day and that one freaked me out, which doesn't yeah. happen very often. That shit was creepy. Yeah. So, yeah, I like an anthology and I was not expecting this to be one when I read the description. And, you know, I still, as stupid as American Nightmare was, I still tell people the story of that one with the... Remember when they were racist, but they were racist against black hair and not black people? <laughs> yeah because that one was fucking hilarious. And obviously Tales from the Crypt is an anthology series, really, which is my favourite show ever. But this one was just... I thought the one about the prisoner, about Willie, was kind of an interesting short story. Yeah. Um, But none of these were... Not going to lie, I did some other stuff while I had this on because it was very dull. It was... Yeah, it was not good. Well, I imagine they were all short stories that were then tied together with a loose narrative. But even so, some sound better than others. Yeah, that's the problem with anthologies, is that especially if you see one that's just good, because they come after one after another. If you see a good one, then the the other one is probably going to be lost worse. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be worse than what you've just seen. So, um, Yeah. yeah, they're a mixed bag most of the time anyway, so yeah. Yeah, and like we said with American Nightmare, I like a short... This one was... This movie was an hour and... I want to say it was an hour and 45, but I think there was like 20 minutes of credits at the end. Wow. So... Jesus. So, I don't know how many stories that was in a short amount of time. I know that was the problem I had with American Nightmare. When the stories were good, they were too short. Yeah. Like we said, Tales from the Crypt episode is a kind of 20-minute, half-hour story, and I can't imagine in an hour and a half that that many stories was 20 minutes each. I'm not going to count them. We, I think we worked out with American Nightmares it was averaging about one story per eight minutes. Yeah, which is not quite long enough. What did we have? Invisible Woman. That was five minutes at most. The kid taking the photos, the scalping, Willie, the Spanish one, the creepy clown man, the hunting one, the stupid sister. So that was eight with the stuff in between. So... Eight in an hour and a half, someone math. It's not long enough. No. Okay. So, yeah. I nearly watched one about a haunted tape player instead, but I'll save that for another time. Oh, great. Oh, can't wait. <laughs> Dan will be excited. This is a very special night. There's a heavy storm. I'm Rod Wilson. And on this stormy night, we are going to tell horror stories. Uh, <sighs> never, never change, Ben. Never change, well, I'll lose my title as... Am I a minister? What did you call me? You are... Um, Head uh, of the Department the f- of Horror or something? Of shitty horror movies. Andy's Min- the minister. Minister for of- Shambles. No, that's me. That's Andy. Yeah, that's what you. You're Department of Shit Horror. Oh, I need to be head of the department, thank you very much. <laughs> you're just in the department, you're not the head. Nah, I, mm, you're just in there. <laughs> we don't really pay you that well, but you just sort of How is he the fucking minister? Because I do the least amount of work. In fact, that's bollocks. Thank you. That is no, absolutely what I do the most amount of work, but I also get the blame. I get the blame for everything, so... Came from the horse's minister. mouth. You heard it here first, ladies and gents. It came from the horse's mouth. I don't do that much work. Thank you very much, Andy, for that. Minister for shambles. Well done. 
Well, I was also sent that movie Clown Nado, but I'm not no, watching that. No, no, clowns are stupid. No. So you were sent it twice no. in twelve hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in just the conversations that I could see. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, not doing that. Pen, what's the socials? <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unusual Suspects Pod and on Twitter at Unusual Podspect. I am at Penny underscore Photopit. At Don Talks a lot. At Joyce's twenty one. At Minister of Shambles. At Minister of Shambles. <laughs> uh, next week is film out of the hat time, so we're watching Andy's oh. Choice, another vampire film, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter from 2012. <laughs> I don't know Why'd- why I'm not looking forward to it. You'd think I would be. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You can't have Minister of Shambles on Twitter. It's too long a name. Shit, what about Instagram? I'm happy to change my Instagram name. Yeah. <laughs> To mi- what? At Minister of Shambles? <laughs> Minister of Shambles, yeah. Or maybe Ministry of Shambles. Ministry. What am I? Well, I would say you're the glue, but... Uh, i got to be like a, a department or something, like a, a like a president or something. You're like head of timekeeping. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's not very exciting, though. I quit. <laughs> well, it's also not correct. No, come on. That was ages ago now. You can't keep going on the meme <laughs> that Dan fucks up with the timing. He's been pretty good recently, no, let's be he's honest. Been good. He's been good yeah. in the three episodes he's been back for. Yeah, but fucking consistent. Keeper let's... of stopwatches. Oh, no, he's um, fucking head of long, stupid titles. Yeah. That, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Surely you've got to make that a long title. Yeah, I'm not. I'm tired. I don't know. Minister for... Executive Minister... Fucking executives, and I get fucking department. To the <laughs> president to of union. long titles that last forever. Department. It's old. Anyway, bye, everyone. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye, everyone. We'll yeah. see you next bye. week. Bye. Wait till I get promoted. It's going to be amazing. It's never going to happen. <laughs>